You're listening to the 5th Pitachon Podcast. I'd like to continue in the Madrega Sa'adam, explore together this idea as it's set down by the Altar of Navarik. We find that a person who has this level of Bitachon, this amazing exalted level of trust in God, so that person's trust is so strong, to the point that even if he comes to a certain place, that if we look at it intellectually, that person will not be able to attain the food that he needs. Even in that place, his heart will not fall. He won't be worried. He is assured that he will get all that which he needs. And such a person who has reached this kind of level, so it doesn't matter if it's a place where it's normal, or it's possible to attain what they need, somehow they will attain what they need in that place. Because the person is not dependent on the place. Rather, the person is trusting in Hashem. And of course, Hashem can do anything. And he stands in his way, in such a powerful way, to the point where he already feels like he has attained that which he needs. And he's sure. One second, I lost the place. He's, he's positive that he will have and attain every single thing that he needs. He won't be missing anything from that requirement. Okay? And the way that he says it, I don't remember if we saw it already together or if we're going to see it soon, but the altar says that the money that's in his pocket which could he could be robbed of that money. He doesn't feel as sure about the money in his pocket as he feels about the money that he expects to receive, or the parnas, the livelihood that he expects to receive from God because of his trust. His trust is more powerful than what he already has. It's already he he feels it's so real. It's so real to him. Ukemo, and he brings a story in from the Gemara in Ksuvis, Daf Samach Zayan of Aves, page sixty seven B. There was a certain guy. A poor man who came in front of Rava, so he wanted to give him a meal. He said, what's the kind of food that you like? What can I prepare for you? What can I bring you? So the man said, a fattened chicken and old wine. He liked to have a high standard, very fancy meal. That's what you're, you're always eating, that kind of food, the kind of fancy food. This fattened chicken, old wine, but that costs a lot of money. So you're taking tzedakah, you're taking charity, and you're using that money to buy um, this very fancy meal. You're not worried that you're pressing the the charity box, so to speak. You're pressing the tzibur, the the, the tzibur which is giving you the money. He said, I'm not eating. I'm not using their money. I'm, the money that I get, it doesn't matter where it comes from. The money that I get is coming from God. The Tanina, as the as we find in, in the verse, it says, The eyes of all turn to you, God, and you give them their food in its time, in their time. It doesn't say in their time, plural. Rather, it says in his time. It says it in singular. So we see that it's God giving each and every single person and not giving a general giving to like the entire community and then the community distributes it. 
but rather Hashem is in charge of each individual person's parnasa, his livelihood. So he was saying, the food that I'm used to eating, the money that I use from tzedakah, from charity to, to purchase it, that's coming directly from God. I'm not taking away from anybody else. Adahachi, as they were speaking, the sister of Rava, Rava's sister, who was the rabbi who had invited this poor person into his house, they hadn't seen each other in 13 years. She comes knocking on the door, and he opens the door, and there's his sister. Wow, it's so wonderful to see you. And what did she have in her hand? Nothing other. What was the gift that she brought to her brother who she hadn't seen in 13 years? Nothing other than a fattened chicken and old wine. So he said, what's, what's this in front of me? It's exactly what you had requested. Your request was clearly answered by God. Come and eat your fattened chicken and old wine. So we see, what do we see? An amazing thing. Somebody who trusts in God, that trust is so powerful. That there's nothing that's strange or distant or impossible for the person to attain. And it's an amazing thing. He says an amazing thing that a person who is living truly with Bitachon, with trust in God, doesn't have to live a life where they, they're, they're very, uh, their needs aren't taken care of, or they, they don't have a lot, they, eat, they wear worn out clothes, they eat only a small amount of food. No, it's not necessary. A person can attain that which he wants, can get the food that he wants, according to what he's used to, according to what he likes. If he's used to having fattened chickens and old wine, comes a yasig b'derech habitachon. A person can attain that, even that, with his path of bitachon. And I know that there's a question going on here in your minds. It's going on in my mind as well. I'm going to address it soon. I just want to finish the paragraph. He says an amazing thing. Once a person is trusting in God. And he recognizes, and he internalizes, and it's real for him. It's really, really real for him that he's getting from Hashem, and that it is Hashem who is providing him with his needs. In the Hagel there's no reason to limit the person's trust in God. In this type of situation, I can trust in God. To give me my minimal needs, I can trust. But I can't really, really trust God for, for you know, something extra. I'm sorry, I read that again. Because God's ability is unending. It's possible for a person to attain whatever they want. Why? Because God is unlimited in His ability to give. And once a person stands and he's sure of himself, he's sure not of himself, he's sure that he's going to get what he's that Hashem will for sure give him what he expects, what he's used to. Ah, here's where he says what I mentioned. That such a person is more sure that he's going to, to get what he expects than even the money that's in his pocket. Because a, a person could come along and steal the money. Or he could lose it somehow, could fall out of his pocket, there could be a hole in his pocket. 
But when it comes to a person's trust in God, if they truly trust in Hashem, so then they are guaranteed that they will get what they expect, what they ask of God. So I had a question here, and I'm sure all of you are thinking this question, which is we find that the Torah says that there's a concept of histapkus. Histapkus means being happy with what I have. Uh, there's an idea that a person who wants to learn Torah, he wants to live a life of spirituality, so he needs to limit their desires, limit their enjoyments. He seems to be saying the opposite here. And the question is even deeper because the Gra, the Gaimi Vilna, who, on whom the Madrigas Adam bases many of his opinions, the Gra, when he speaks about Bitachan, in the third chapter, the very beginning of the third chapter of Evan Shlema, and I invite you and I encourage you to, to look over there, he puts Bitochan and his stafkus together. He says that the idea of Bitochan, of trusting in God, and the idea of being mistapek, being happy with what I have, those two ideas actually go together. So the question is, the, the, the altar of Navarrik is clearly saying that I don't need to be mistapek, I can have whatever I want, I can have what I'm used to, I can have, I can have trust in God that I'm going to get whatever I want. But the Grah seems to be saying the opposite, that the Bitochen and his Tapkus go together. That those two ideas, being happy with what I have, and trusting in God seem to go hand in hand. So does that mean I can't trust God all the way for anything? I mean, the Madriga Sadam, the altar of Navarik, is clearly saying a very powerful idea, which is that God, of course, can do anything. So if I trust in God, I should be able to get anything. I should be able to get whatever I want, because God can do whatever He wants. So what's the idea? So I had a thought, in order to explain this, I'd like to share with you. And that is that, what is the idea of histapkus? What does it mean that I'm happy with what I have? And how, how is it possible that that can work together with the style of bitachon that we're talking about here, which is trusting God completely, that I can get whatever I want? How does one understand this? So, what I want to explain is like this, that there's a concept in ruchnius, in spirituality, there's a concept of resonance. Resonance means that if I want, what, what is the goal? What, is, what should I want in life? What is my goal? My goal is to become more and more like God. Because the more, in, in spiritual terms, the more something is like something else spiritually, the more they are close to each other. If I want to be close to God, I want to resonate with God. I want to, I want to try to emulate His ways. If God is compassionate, I want to be compassionate. If God is loving, I want to be loving. If God is generous, I want to be generous. Okay, so each of His midas to the extent that we emulate them, we resonate with Hashem. To the extent that we resonate with the with Hashem's wavelength, so to speak, so God comes more into our lives. God is more active in our lives. And so, to the extent that I trust in God, I am on His wavelength, so to speak. There is nothing besides for God. That's part of what Bitachon is. God is everything. I don't have to believe anyone else can help me. Perhaps God will send certain people to, to, to be His messengers. But God can send many different messengers. right? So God, that's this idea of there's nothing besides for God. Now, when I am mistopic, what happens when I'm happy with what I have? When a person is the opposite of that, when a person is always wanting more and more and more. right? So the Mida, as Chazal say, if a person has 100, he wants 200. The more a person has, the more he wants. Right, so that's not the midah of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. The midah of Hakadosh Baruch Hu is, and the midah of the Torah is limitation. Uh, recognizing I don't need a lot. Recognizing that that I don't always need to fill my tivus. I don't always need to fill my desires because my desires are never filled. When I'm when I'm involved with physicality, it never gets fulfilled. 
That's the opposite of spirituality. Spirituality is a sense that I have what I need. Right? That's why Yaakov Avinu, Jacob, he says, Yeshli Kal, I have everything. Asa of the Harasha, Esau says, Yeshli Rav, I have a lot. But he never says that I have enough. He says I have a lot, because he really does have a lot. But it's still never enough for him. The Midah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Yishli Kol. God has everything, right? God has everything. There's no, there's nothing that God lacks. God is perfect. He has everything. He's created everything. right? So to the extent that we sense and feel that we have everything, so we are resonating, as it were, with God. So Histapkus means that I recognize that I have everything that I need. Now, does that mean that I can, I can have a high standard and I can want to have a fattened chicken and an old wine? I want to go to a restaurant and be served a steak? Well, it depends how I approach that. And I believe that that's the, the um, explanation. Right? We can reconcile these two ideas. Histapkus means I'm in a place where I know I'm, I'm in a spiritual place. I don't need more. But it could be that I'm happy with what I have when I have that fat steak. Right, and the fat steak doesn't make me need to have more and more of that fat steak because that's already steering away from godliness, steering away from the place where God is, where God has everything. Okay, so that's that's a thought that perhaps we can develop. I need to have histapkos. I need to be happy with what I have. I need to recognize that I have everything that I need, and that's not a contradiction to the fact that I can have bitachon that I will have everything that I need. Excuse me. So. Let's just finish off. We'll read another paragraph. person who trusts Hashem does not have to be worried about the fact that this person who is poor. doesn't have to be worried. He's taking charity from, from and he's going to cause the, the general populace to get in trouble from giving him so much money. What happens is when he is strong in his belief, in his belief that he's he's eating from God's hand, as it were, and the truth is, he's, he's acknowledging the truth that the tzibur, the general, the, the general public, is not giving him anything. And he recognizes that everything that he has is just a gift from God. So, I'm going to leave it here, and I want to mention one last thought, which is, what is bitachon and what is amunah? And why do I prefer? And they're both great words. Bitachon means to trust. Amunah means to have faith. They're both important. We need amunah. We need bitachon. And I'm not sure if there's a difference between them because it's very clear in the Gura that he uses the word bitachon and amunah almost interchangeably. But I personally prefer the word bitachon because bitachon comes from the word batuach, which means I am sure. I am 100% sure. That's what the altar is talking about. Amunah means I believe. So I can believe with, you know, a powerful belief, but that's not the same as being sure. Batuach, bitach means sure. So that's just a, a side point. And I want to invite you once again, Yitz Hashem, hopefully the groups will be starting not this week, but next week. And if you are interested, please contact me, arigoldwag at gmail.com to be added to the list of people who are part of the group. Thank you so much for listening.